Hey, this is Amy. And this is Lindsay. And this is Girl Talk Live. We are so pumped that you're here with us as we unpack how being a girl and being a mom is the best when you're walking and talking with Jesus every day and seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness. So grab your Bible and let's get started. Welcome to Girl Talk. Welcome to Girl Talk. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. I have a, I have a would you. Would you what? Would you rather always lose or never play? Oh, okay. My first answer yesterday, because I feel like this is just my season in life. Lizzie just, and Libby got so sad. We were like, oh. <laughs> I just said, I would just never play and just never lose. She was in the other room and like me and Libby were sitting there and she answered. She's like, I guess I'll just never play. And we were like. We're so sad. I mean, just because that's where I am, I'm yeah, just watching everybody else play now. It's like now Such a that servant. I'm the mom, I get to be the holder when we go to, um, you know, Disney World, Disney World, the fair, wherever we are. If everybody, if anybody has a drink, sunglasses, purse, coat, whatever, they're like, can you hold this while I go on the ride? Yeah. I'm like, I gotcha. Yeah. So. So I used selfless. to always be the, so the one in the game, the rider, but now I'm yeah. the holder and the watcher and the cheers. So yay, yay, take my picture. <laughs> take the video. That's what it always is. Uh-huh. Can you video me? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so better for relationships. Would you rather be the worst one on the team? Ooh. The Wait, the worst one on the winning team or the best one on the losing team? Ooh, so many opportunities or how, in like, both places. Yeah, would you rather be the worst one on the team or the best one on the team? Ooh, is there an obvious answer there? This is like I don't want to be selfish. Such a relationship <laughs> question. I think there's like yeah, this is what me and Libby talked about because it was like you have like you have the opportunity if you're the best, then you can you lead disciple. Well. It's basically you the disciple you know, and lead well. It's both relationships that we are to have in our lives. Yes. We're supposed to be the one who is bringing up people behind us, but we're also supposed to be surrounding ourselves with excellence so that we can be better. Right. So there's it's Good. a trick question. Okay, well, um today we're talking about relationships in the Bible. Yeah, those are my favorite kind because we just get to read about Man. them. Don't have to navigate them. Yeah, it's totally packed full of just, mm-hmm. like, failure after failure after victory after redemption after mm-hmm. more failure. And, and examples and learning. and Yeah, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, we're going to kind of just go through some of them, but there's always more to learn. So we definitely, in the notes that y'all can get through the app, like, we'll have definitely more extensive study. And there's just resources everywhere, obviously, that we right. can point you to if you are like, wow, that's a really something that I relate to like there's obviously so much that we can study from every person in the Bible mm-hmm. and just learn from that mm-hmm. okay so, yeah. I love I love me too <laughs> what you I love, I love what you love I love what you wrote oh thanks uh-huh. <laughs> and in the notes right here definitely we were made for relationships mm-hmm. but but when we love and trust God and we are we know that we're loved by him that is what makes relationships work because mm-hmm. we're able to go deeper with other people because we are secure in God's love, which is why we studied identity first. Yes. Because we have to know 
who we are and whose we are and how much we are loved by him before we can go elsewhere. We are safe in any relationship. I mean, granted that if we're not in sin. Okay, let me preface that. Yeah. Any good, wholesome relationship we are safe in um, because of who, who we are in Christ and God's love and shield around us. Because, I'll give you an example. When we were going through the divorce, um, I had somebody say, you need to know all this stuff. Like you need to have full access and know what's going on and know this and know this and know this. But the way she was saying it was from a, you need to be able to protect yourself mm-hmm. standpoint. And while yet those things are true because in a healthy relationship, all that stuff would be um, fully disclosed anyway. I knew at that point in that relationship because of my relationship with the Lord and how I had been walking with him and how he had showed me so many other things in different ways. I knew that even though I didn't have access to all that other stuff, he was still going to take care of me. Like that's what we've talked about before. Psalm 33 says in Psalm 36 says, put your trust in the Lord. Like no king is saved by the size of his great army. So, so all that to say, like, when you're starting out and as you're growing if you don't have all the answers if you haven't learned different things yet like we don't want you to be fearful that you're not doing everything just right the point of this is that when you um, are 100 percent in with the lord and everything you do is is in his presence and for his glory like based on your knowledge of the word and you are truly living to please him alone he will protect you no matter what And in the end, that's what happened for me. And so even though I didn't have certain information that, yes, I should have had, um, I was okay because I knew he was going to take care of me. So I think what we're saying is that, um, that when we are fully loved by him and walking with him, we are safe in any good and wholesome relationship. What's the first relationship in the Bible? We asked that last week. Um, not earth. (laughs) Um, God, uh huh, and Jesus, and and the Word, and Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. <laughs> so that was the first. The Word was God, and God was Word, and the Word mm-hmm. was with God. And He said, "Let us make man yes. in our image." The Trinity. That's right. Mm-hmm. So who who was the first man He made in His image? Adam. Adam. Not and the then, earth. Right. Not the earth. <laughs> so Adam was made, and then. Adam had all the animals. Ooh, he had everything. And then yeah. was that enough? No. No, because God gave him dominion over the animals. He was in charge of the animals, but he needed someone to be with. Mm. Yeah. So, so God put Adam to sleep, and then he formed Eve from the rib of Adam. He took him out of the rib, took her out of the rib. <laughs> he took her, he made her out of his rib. <laughs> he said... Eve, come here. <laughs> <laughs> and so they had, um, they had a, a helping relationship. The mm-hmm. first marriage. The Ooh, first helping. The, mm-hmm, oh, the yeah. first example of marriage mm-hmm. where Eve was created to be his helpmate. Helper, <laughs> wife, lovely wife. Yes. And I think that's just, I think that's good. Mm-hmm. Like marriage doesn't get... I mean, we all love the wedding, mm-hmm. 
You know, like girls love to plan a wedding and we love to take pictures of weddings and at weddings and with our friends at weddings and but how many people love, love, love the marriage part? Mm -hmm. Apparently only half. <laughs> According yeah. today, to today's statistics, even half of Christian marriages end in divorce. Mm -hmm. But when you go back to Adam and Eve, she was made to be his helper. And I think there's so much more that can be said on that. But just because of time today, yeah. we probably just need to leave it at that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then move on. But, but I think for girl talk purposes, and again, there are so many things that can come out of Eve being tempted and eating mm -hmm. the apple and then blaming the serpent and then Adam being confronted by God and then blaming his wife. I mean, there's so many yeah. things there, but I think for our purposes, you know, she was made to be his helper. And mm -hmm. that's a big thing that we as um, girls and women need to remember. Like, God never changed the purpose of the wife. So, right. Yeah, I heard the other day about how, like, God told Adam everything that he needed to know before he made Eve. And then he made Eve, and Eve was deceived. But Adam knew. Like, Adam knew what he was supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And, like, he's, like, he was made to lead, or Eve was made for Adam to lead. And Eve was made to help Adam. And so, I mean, eventually it all comes back to, like, Adam was to lead her. Mm -hmm. And she was deceived. And so, it's mm -hmm. it's easy to cast blame on whoever you want. But in the end, like, definitely those roles are very clear, like, in the very beginning in that first relationship. And so, like, as we kind of went through relationships, like, in the Bible, it was really cool to just see that, like, you know, we say, like, we need Jesus and we need each other and, like, how we just we need people like we were made like we said like we were made for a relationship we were made to like need people and need each other and like need help and like you're not supposed to be alone like we need like I just said it 15 times but, like we need each other but it was cool to just kind of go through the relationships and realize like every relationship was built founded on like grew from a need like every Every relationship had a need and a purpose of, like, why God put that together and why it grew and, like, why it's sustained on Christ because of, like, a need, which I thought mm -hmm. was really cool just to prove the fact that, like, we really do need each other. We do need each other. And I think it's also interesting how Satan didn't go after Adam. Mm -hmm. He went after Eve. And as girls, we need to be aware of that. And, and Satan, because there are other places in the Word where... Um, where God says for men to honor their wives as the weaker vessel. And mm -hmm. it's not to put us down. It's because we have different um, strengths and different weaknesses from men. And we are not exactly made the same. Mm -hmm. But even though we have the same value, we are made to do different things. And so we have to understand that Satan's going to come after us first to um, take our guy off guard mm -hmm. um, in a marriage situation, okay? Dating is totally different. Like, there are whole other things that have Which to be talked about. Talk about. Yes. We'll get to that later on in the semester. But in marriage, um, a woman has to understand that there are so many great things, so many great opportunities, especially for women these days, 
But just because a door opens up doesn't necessarily mean it's God. It could be the enemy trying to slip in and use you <laughs> um, for good things, but then take you away from the best thing, which is what happened with Adam mm -hmm. and Eve. So I just want to plant that seed. If y'all um, have more thoughts, more questions about that, I would love to talk to you about that because... Um, I just completely believe that we are to put our husbands first in anything and in everything. And then um, families, husbands, families, and then everything else. Mm -hmm. That's just a, my opinion, but it's worked well for me. <laughs> so Yeah, I feel like if that really was the way that we lived our lives and saw marriage, like marriages, a lot of marriages would never happen. And a lot of marriages would never end mm -hmm. because they didn't happen or because they did happen and they have the right mindset and perspective on the way that God set Adam mm -hmm. and Eve. But yeah, lately we were studying uh, Moses and Aaron. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, I mean, they're brothers. And I think, like, the overall, like, most known thing about Moses and Aaron is that Aaron helps Moses do what God's calling him to do because Moses just... I don't know. When you think about Moses, I don't know. I don't really think about a guy just making up excuses. And so every time I read the story, I'm like, it's so weird to think that like Moses, even Moses felt like he couldn't do it. Right. He had a speech impediment. Yeah. So <laughs> he, he was like, I can't do any <laughs> like, of this. I can't go in front of the king. Are you mm -hmm. kidding me? He'll like squash me. Yeah. And so then God was like, what about your brother? And well, actually, God was pretty mad. Yeah, God was, mad. <laughs> God was right. pretty angry. He wasn't just like, oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, well, what about your brother? God was pretty angry. Yeah, because... it actually says he was burning with anger. <laughs> burning with anger. And then he was like, what about your brother? Okay, well, if you're not going to do it, I've got to get somebody. Man. Mm -hmm. But it's Which... cool just to like, I don't know, there are so many examples of relationships and just in our, like, you can probably think in your own life, like, if you couldn't do something, and then God was like, well, what about your brother? That, I wouldn't want that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> would you Would you want God to pick you, and then you make one excuse, and then he's mad at you, and then goes and finds somebody else? Your or brother. Do you, do you want to be the one that's found, like, oh, yeah, here, me, I can do it. And then, so we actually do have those opportunities every day. But um, we'll get back to Moses and Aaron. <laughs> so Moses was called to lead the Israelites out of Egypt, out of slavery. And so um, so he did. He, of course, went to Pharaoh time and time again. And Pharaoh kept saying no. And God pardoned Pharaoh's heart. And Moses led the Israelites through the Red Sea. He parted the sea and he led them over to um, the wilderness for a long time. And this is one of my favorite lines. So in Exodus 17, um, Moses had gotten the people through the Red Sea, and they were down in the wilderness. And they were all saying, oh my gosh, why did you bring us here? Moses, there's nothing here. Like, we would have been better in Egypt. But we're thirsty. We need something to drink. And they just started, you know, complaining and quarreling and everything. And Moses, of course, because... I mean, by this point, he was pretty worn out himself. But he went to God, and this is my favorite part, because as a mom, I have felt this way before. Not every day, but I have felt this way. But Moses, he says, Lord, it says he cried out to the Lord, what am I supposed to do with all these people? <laughs> and, and God, I mean, in God's way, he didn't get angry. It doesn't tell us anything. It doesn't tell us how he reacted. So maybe 
you know, maybe he was a little bit more understanding this time. Um, but it just says, so the Lord answers, answered Moses, just walk on ahead of the people and take with you some of the elders of Israel and take the staff, which you struck the Nile, and just go. And I'll stand with you by the rock at Horeb and strike the rock and water will come out of it. And then everybody can drink from that. Which, again, it probably was supposed to happen this way because if we didn't have the reference to the rock, which, of course, is Jesus, we wouldn't understand that God was leading them to the rock to get the living, to get water from, which ultimately we call Jesus the rock where we get our living water. And so, of course, it all had to be this way because that's how the Old Testament points to Jesus. <laughs> but I just love that part where, where Moses was like, oh, my gosh, what am I supposed to do with all these people? Yeah. <laughs> Very relatable. Mm -hmm. um, so they're brothers, but they're also, like, helpers in mm -hmm. ministry. And it's really cool to see how, like, even all the way through, like, Aaron is appointed to the priesthood and, like, just Moses is, they're both, they're both fulfilling, like, what God is calling them to do. Aaron is, like, making idols when he's not supposed to. And, like, Moses is up on the mountain getting the Ten Commandments. And, like, they're both just, like, they're both walking with God, making mistakes. Like, you know, we're we're all that way. But they are they stay together. And I think it's cool, like, God, God speaks to Moses and Moses will go and, like, help Aaron because of what God told him. And then Aaron is, like, leading the people and then, like, his sons do something crazy and there's judgment on them and Moses is like, but listen, like you're, you're not doing, y'all aren't doing what you're supposed to be doing. Like, and then he's like, oh, you're right. Like, and then where like you, you saw Aaron defend himself like in a previous thing, but the next time it happens, Aaron's like, he listens to Moses and he's like, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Like there's not really anything to say. Like I understand like righteousness, holiness, like that's what we're called to. And so they just, there's just like, this really cool relationship between them, like, as they grow together in ministry and help each other in ministry, like, they're also making each other better, mm -hmm. which is, you know, what we're called to yeah, do. what we're called to do. So, and then at the end, when they're in battle, they notice that um, when Moses raises his hands, mm -hmm. they win. The Israelites win. Yeah. Um, so after a while he was getting really tired and he needed his people to hold his hands up mm -hmm. so that they could continue to win, which again is just like us today. We need each other. We need community. We need, um, transparency. You know, mm -hmm. we need each other, um, to, to come together and help us when we're in battle, which yeah. is every day. It's Jonathan and David. Jonathan and David. Yay. They're best friends. Mm -hmm. They're so cute. Um, <laughs> I love Jonathan and David. Um, <laughs> Can we say that? I don't know if we're allowed to say that. But they're cute. I don't know what they look like. I'm not talking about the way they look. <laughs> Apparently, David was a scrawny little one for a while. Yeah, I, I mean, really wasn't saying that they were... Out. <laughs> I wasn't saying they were attractive. I don't know what they look like. I'm just saying they're cute, you know? It's just a fun name. No, they're little personalities. <laughs> they're so cute. Okay. Because, listen, okay, so, I mean, David, like, would have died. Like, the king goes after him. And Jonathan goes and warns him and is like, hey, my dad's trying to kill you. And he wants me to do it. So, you go stand in the field and, like, I'll go where he thinks you're going to be. 
and then I'll confront him. And so Jonathan's like, I'm going to go talk to my dad for you. Like, and is where they were going to kill David. Like, he went there. It's crazy. Wow. But it's all, if you, like, it's read the story of David, like, it's incredible because he is, like, so Jonathan's dad is king. And, like, obviously, like, you know, in most life, like, if your dad's king, then, like, you're going to be the next king, right? Like, it's pretty mm-hmm. much how it goes. But, like, God appointed David as the next king. Mm-hmm. And so then Saul, David, like, becomes his best, like, best guy. Like, he's, like, oh, give him everything. Like, give him all the reign. Like, he's going to be, the like, warrior. the Yeah, mm-hmm. and so, but then Saul's pride started getting in the way, and he started to realize, like, wait, hold on. Like, David is, like, going to be better than me. He kind of already is better than him. And so they come back from war, I think, at one point, and um, they're like, oh, like, Saul, you killed thousands of men, but, like, David killed tens of thousands, and wow. like, And then Saul's like, wait, hold on. What? And so there's this Mm -hmm. dynamic of, like, the Saul and David relationship where you start to, Mm -hmm. like, you have, like, mentorship in a way of, like, you know, the king Mm -hmm. and a A servant. And -hmm. then, yeah, like, he's the boss. Mm-hmm. And then you have David, and there's a point, David and Jonathan, like, that says that Jonathan, like, became, like, he loved David so much that he loved him like himself. Like, mm-hmm. he loved him, and that's why he put himself, like, pretty much in in the shot of fire when they were trying to kill David. He was like, well, I'm going to go stand where they think you're going to be, because mm-hmm. he loved him as much as he loved himself. Wow. And so, it's just this really cool, like, you know... They're best friends. They're just <laughs> so cute and just, you know, like, <laughs> I just love best friends. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know, it's just really cool just to watch their, like, just the way that they defend each other mm-hmm. and protect each other. And, mm-hmm. like, and the coolest thing about it is, like, Jonathan, in all of this, what does he get? Like, his dad's king, and he doesn't get to be king. He never got anything. He's just protecting his best friend who is... Like, culturally-wise, taking what is his. Mm-hmm. And he's still, like, you know, it would have been so easy for him to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go kill David because then I get to be king. Mm-hmm. But, like, it wasn't right. He loved David. It was his best friend. Like Wow. So he sacrificed himself to make way for the king that yeah. Jesus, well, that had, that had already been prophesied. Right. And, so. like, not even, yeah, like, he didn't just, like, give up his life. Mm-hmm. He, like, literally gave up, like, mm-hmm. his birthright to be king. So his sacrifice enabled someone else to live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And have better than him. Right. So he loved his neighbor as himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like thrive in God's calling for him. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's so easy. Like, I mean, just take it to 2022. Like, mm-hmm. you're looking at everyone else's Instagram and you're looking at what everyone else has. And like, even your friends. Like, it can destroy relationships and destroy friends because you see, like, oh, well, like, why is God doing that in them and not doing it in me? And, like, why are they even, mm-hmm. like, on a Christian perspective level? Like, but we all, like, we all have what God wants to give us. Mm-hmm. And Psalm we can 16. all, like, enable e- each other to, like, go after what God is giving us instead of being, like, you know, you can get so caught up in, like, what you don't have. Mm-hmm. And David and Jonathan, like, Jonathan didn't say, like, well, why do you get to be king? Like, Mm -hmm. why don't I have that many Instagram followers? Like, you know, and he was like, you know Mm -hmm. what? Like, I'm going to go protect you. Like, I'm going to tell you where they're trying to kill you, and you go stand somewhere else. 
Mm-hmm. So they're just two solid That's guys, neat. you know? That's yeah. really neat. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah, it's so cute. Um, Ooh, it's Naomi and Ruth. Naomi. I had an aunt named Naomi one time. Really? I'm naming Ruth. <laughs> so Naomi and Ruth this mm-hmm. is like definitely two of our favorites for mm-hmm. sure yeah Naomi was the old lady yeah Ruth was the young cute one <laughs> yeah they're so cute so poor Naomi she lost everything I mean so she sad. lost her husband she lost her sons mm-hmm. and she was just like I'm just gonna go over here and mm-hmm. I'm just I'll be okay I'll be fine. Y'all go and have your life. Go live your life. You're young. You got your whole life ahead of you. Mm-hmm. What'd they say? No. <laughs> where you go, I'm gonna go. <laughs> but you know what? And where you stay, I'm gonna stay. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then you know what? That was so good. Not only was Ruth helping the widow, which God loves widows, you know, mm-hmm. and he is and orphans. And orphans. He loves us all. But he has special love for those who don't have anyone to care for or provide for them. So, so Ruth, just because of her love for, for God, mm-hmm. was devoted to Naomi. And then it was Naomi that actually helped Ruth find her husband. Mm-hmm. And because Ruth listened to her elder, Naomi told her how to go get the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, all these relationships are so important in the Bible. We can learn so much from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We love that one. So mm-hmm. then comes Ruth and Boaz. Boaz, which in the book of Ruth, mm-hmm. it tells us. And I think you have to go back to other places, but I heard the best sermon on this four years ago. It was 2017. It was four years ago. <laughs> That's a long time. But um, but just the quick lineage is Rahab had a son. I've got Salmon in my notes. Maybe his name was Solomon. Maybe it was Salmon. <laughs> I think they I did were not hungry that day. <laughs> I did not check this. Um, but, but anyway, and then Salmon had a son. <laughs> Y'all, I'm sorry. We're giving you the highlights here. Um, oh, Salmon. That and, sounds good. And then Salmon had Boaz. And Boaz married Ruth, who was a Moabite. And she was from the lineage of Lot and his daughter's mm. relationship. So, so what you have here are these two people who are the least of the least of all people brought together but used by God in the line of Jesus. Jesus showed himself as through um, through this story because Boaz was the kinsman redeemer to Ruth. Ruth and Naomi had nothing. They were two women in a day where women couldn't do anything. But God provided um, through the relationships in Ruth 3 and 4, God provided the kinsman redeemer to Ruth. Just like Jesus tells us that he is our kinsman redeemer. Again, so many amazing little details all wrapped up in the story that would be a, a great one to study. It is salmon. It is. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I just don't get my notes It's right, right there. Oh, 
Nashon, the father it was of her Salmon. Dad, his dad. Salmon, the father of Boaz. Boaz, the father of Obed. And Obed, the father of Jesse. And Jesse, the father of David. It might be Salmon, but <laughs> we say Salmon. In Birmingham, we say Salmon. <laughs> I mean, the fish is Salmon. The guy right. might be Salmon. Oh, yes, yeah, true. So anyway, sweet, sweet um, display of God's goodness, which just foretells who Jesus is to us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Speaking of Jesus. I love Jesus. Me too. <laughs> I have a ring that says it. See? Aww. It's yeah. a cute smiley face too. Mm-hmm. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. It's precious. <laughs> um, we have the ultimate example of mm-hmm. how to live mm-hmm. according to Jesus in the Gospels mm-hmm. and all of his disciples. Mm-hmm. Because as we said, every relationship has needs and things that are built on it. And while mm-hmm. Jesus... Like, didn't really need anyone. He really kind of did because he, like, he trained them to train us, to train them, to train them. Like, it well, goes he's on. also just fully man. I mean, yeah, he, he, he definitely too. needed people. He wasn't just, like, a mm-hmm. lone person, which mm-hmm. I guess is the point of all of this. Right. Yeah, so. And he had the Father. Yes. And he said that I only do what I see the Father doing. Yes. So. So he proves the point that we, we do need, we need God, we need Jesus, we need, you mm-hmm. know, Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and we need each other. Because mm-hmm. even Jesus had people, he had his people mm-hmm. that he walked around with, and um, and that is found in, in all the Gospels. I think one of my favorite, because you know, when we see Jesus in, in the Gospels, and we see how he handles what the... The wretched people that he called to follow him. Yeah, they're all fine. <laughs> they were, and they were angry. Mm-hmm. They were angry because some of them thought that they were better than everybody else. You know, they would go into the different towns and they're like, "Why are we here? Why don't you just strike them down right there, right now?" You know, the sons of thunder. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and Jesus was like, "Ooh, strike them down." <laughs> and, and but I love. Um, Okay, so so we see how Jesus handles all these situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my favorite situations, I was thinking about this, and there are two of them, mm-hmm. really. Because there, there are two hard situations that Jesus was in that, I mean, I'm sure we find ourselves every day. The first one was he was sitting at the table with someone who was going to betray him. And he didn't call him out. Mm-hmm. Like, he knew who it was. He sort of called him out. But then the person was probably so blind that they yeah. didn't even reply. <laughs> when, you know, Jesus, yeah. it was like, it's going to be the first person that takes the bread. And Judas was like, huh, what? what are you talking about? <laughs> he never even noticed. He was probably just thinking about how he was trying to set up Jesus. Terrible. Uh-huh. And, um, but Jesus didn't call him out mm-hmm. because he just let it go. And he knew that it was going to be taken care of by itself. Yeah. So my favorite, my favorite example of Jesus' perfect love and how we deal with others was with Peter. Because Peter was always the one saying, oh, Jesus, what well, is when Jesus told him they were gonna, he was going to have to die, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he was like, no, you can't die. And then Jesus yeah. was like, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> and so Peter was always just so bold and big and mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'll fight for you, man. I got you. And Jesus was like, mm, nope, before the cop throws, Mm -hmm. you're going to deny me three times. 
And Peter was like, no, no, I won't. I'll never deny you. So Jesus doesn't say anything. He just lets it happen. And sure enough, you know, within 24 hours, mm -hmm. Peter has denied Jesus. And he realizes it. And the third time it happens, he actually sees Jesus walking by. And Jesus looks at him with that perfect love that knows that it's because Peter doesn't know who Jesus is or who he is. And so he, he really doesn't have the strength or the ability to, um, to fully stand for Jesus because he's not fully develop, developed yet. But Jesus never says anything because he also told us, I have come, I've not come to condemn the world, I've come to save it. Like there's good relationships like we talked about and there's also like harder, badder, badder, definitely badder. <laughs> Pancake batter? <laughs> Batter, batter. <laughs> hey, batter, batter. There Ooh, are batter. relationships that we can learn from failures in. Is that the way to say it? Yeah, definitely the hard relationships, the relationships where a lot of sin was present. Yes. And and just the good things that we can learn from, the bad things that we can definitely yeah. learn from. Um, like what, Cain and Abel? Yeah, there aren't um, actually in specific order, maybe okay. not, but, <laughs> you David know. And, so Cain and Abel. Yeah, they were they, brothers. One murdered the other. Yes. David Cain. and Jesse. Okay, yes. Um, and then <laughs> Jesse is David's dad, and he came, they came to find a king. And mm -hmm. he didn't even put her, you know, yeah, out, like, he, was he not just very left proud him of out in the son. field. Like, he was just like, oh, David? Like. Not David. Like, he's out in the field because he's not <laughs> But the even... point of these is that there's redemption in all of them. Yeah. And so even with David being hidden in the field and not even thought about, you know, we know that God actually saw David yeah. and saw what was in his heart. And because he saw his heart and not the outside, we know that God looks at our hearts and not the outside. Mm -hmm. We saw in David just how that, that turned from, like, how Saul's pride got in the way of the way he viewed David from where he he once like held him at such high esteem and then all of a sudden once he saw him rising above him his pride changed it and he wanted him dead mm -hmm. so it's just like the when pride gets in the way of our relationships mm -hmm. how it can turn um mm -hmm. if you don't maintain that servant attitude yeah in all things and then David he thought Bathsheba was cute uh-huh and that got him in trouble. Which we're going to visit that again. Yeah. And actually, our relationship with ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't, it's really, we need to look at David's relationship between him and God and him and himself. Right. Yes. So, so. come back then. Mm -hmm. um, ooh, this is your favorite. Oh, Jezebel and Ahab. <laughs> <laughs> well, just because we don't like Jezebel. No. And yes, we know that Jezebel was power hungry mm -hmm. and used her her female power Ooh. which again in girl talk we have to talk about that stuff too because yeah. there really is something there that's used to be used for god's glory mm -hmm. not our own right and jezebel just wanted power mm -hmm. so she exerted her power and prowess yeah over men um and and everyone to get her way mm -hmm. but she disguised it um, as wanting to get 
wanting her husband to have his way. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yes. That's another thing to think about. Let us know if you have questions about that. Um. Yes. So then we have Jacob and Esau and their brothers. And we know he, Jacob actually comes out of the womb grabbing um, Esau's foot. So mm-hmm. it is like from the very beginning they are fighting and they are in war with each other. And then we know that Jacob... Um, steals Esau's birthright and then that just starts a whole another thing but then mm-hmm. we see that but then we also learn something from that Esau traded his birthright for a bowl yes, of soup so there's true. a lot to be learned there too right. that we as believers don't trade our birthright of everything that we have in Christ mm-hmm. for nothing right. to follow the world yeah, so there's much. a lot there too yes very true mm-hmm. and then we see Jacob grow up and then he falls in love with Rachel, mm-hmm. and then he ends up having to marry Leah mm-hmm. first, which he got tricked into it. But then mm-hmm. he said, the dad was like, well, we, you can work for another seven years and you can finally have Rachel. Mm-hmm. And so he does all that because he loves Rachel. So that's a good, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, sacrifice. That's so cute. But then <laughs> you have Leah and Rachel who now become in this battle of comparison for the rest of their lives. And mm-hmm. They're fighting and just looking at her. And then Rachel gets mad because Leah's having all the babies. And Rachel's like, well, fine. Just take my servant and just, like, have kids so that we can have kids and that you'll love me more. But she didn't even realize, like, how much Jacob actually loves her. So Leah's over here like, I've given you all these kids and you don't even love me. (laughs) It's just terrible. (laughs) But then God saw Leah. Yes. You know, and so he felt her plight and loved her in different ways, which, again, teaches us no matter what's going on, Mm -hmm. how much we think we don't have it as well as other people have it, we have have God and we have his love. And we have Jesus, and which is enough, Psalm 16. It's really cool how God, like all these kids that Leah and Jacob are having, I mean, Leah and Rachel are having all these kids grow up, and then they end up selling Jacob for slavery. Joseph. Um, Joseph. <laughs> I did Jacob this earlier. Jacob's dad. Okay, so. A lot to think about. So, Leah yes. and Rachel, all of their kids grow up, and Joseph's sons, Joseph's Jacob's sons, son. Jacob's sons sell Joseph, the younger mm-hmm. brother, into slavery because mm-hmm. they don't like him because their dad loves him the most because he's from Rachel. And then God uses his redemption again and, you know, restores all of that. And that goes into, like, when Jacob becomes servants, um, Pharaoh's servant, and then they're able to, like, redeem their family in the mm-hmm. famine and all of that. And so... But it all starts with, you know, Joseph and his brothers. Mm-hmm. His brothers are jealous and all that stuff. And so... And then you have Joseph and Potiphar. Potiphar? Potiphar. <laughs> Potiphar. <laughs> Potiphar's wife. What a, what a girl. Oh. Mm. She just... Peer pressure. Yeah. Peer she, pressure. But Joseph knew the Lord, loved the Lord. Was trying to do the right thing. And, yeah, was trying to do the right thing. But then got called out because he was trying to do the right thing, mm-hmm. and he was condemned anyway. Yeah. But God was with him all the time yes. and redeemed him. So, again, bad relationship, good outcome when you obey God, which is another thing that we didn't talk about with David and Saul. Mm-hmm. Because David, Saul was just trying to do great things because he wanted to be the coolest. But David was actually... No, actually knew the Lord and obeying the word and obeying God. He didn't have word yet. Yeah. I mean, yes, there were. There, there was the law. Um, so he was obeying God, and because of that, 
God blessed him and gave him victory and things. Mm-hmm. So that was a whole yeah. other thing that yeah, we found. Yeah, it we we're reading and it said like David succeeded in every single thing that he mm-hmm. did, which is something that like we're I mean somewhere in Girl Talk you will hear us talk about that because we love just the excellence of God and and who He calls us to be and what He enables us to be because mm-hmm. of like His strength and His rule and reign in our lives and mm-hmm. um and so. But we also, we skipped Sarah and Abraham, which is a very strange probably to have <laughs> under the bad relationships. But when I, when we were doing this, it was just like, I don't know. It just seems like Abraham and Sarah, they have a lot of good too. Like, you know, they're, they stick it out. Like they're the old people that get pregnant and you're just like, wow, like Finally. how could you be Sarah? But if you mm-hmm. remember in the beginning, mm-hmm. just like um, Rachel and Jacob, Sarah's like, oh man, like God promised you all this stuff and all you're going to be the father of nations and we can't get pregnant and this is just not going the way it's supposed to do. So Here, I'm, let me help you yeah, solve like, this problem. Mm-hmm. And then it just creates destruction and then she's mad because he did what she told them to do and she's jealous mm-hmm. and then this kid comes and she's like, well, that's not my kid. And mm-hmm. then just... And then Abraham's in the middle trying to be a good dad to this kid who wasn't with his wife yeah. and then there's this helper housekeeper maid mm-hmm. and they're so like talk about a yeah. weird blended family like right. that that goes on for a long time yeah and because there was so much dysfunction in that relationship because then Isaac didn't come until um Ishmael was like 13 mm-hmm. so a long time. there was a long time and so finally I think at some point and um, she went off like alone and the angel of the Lord visited her and said, why are you crying? And so she told him everything, and he was like, it's okay. It's mm-hmm. going to be okay. Like, God's going to take care of you. So, again, bad relationship, but she sought the Lord, and the Lord rescued her. Yeah. Um, redeemed her. And then the other thing that I love that I've had, that I have been taught from so many times in the New Testament is in First Peter 3, verses 5 and 6, is talking about wives. Okay, like today, mm-hmm. like not just in the Bible times anymore, but it's talking to us as women. Um, it says your beauty should not come from the outward adornment, but instead it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. For this is the way the holy women of the past who put their hope in God used to make themselves beautiful. They were submissive to their own husbands, like we were talking about Eve. Eve was Adam's helper. Mm-hmm. But, and like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him her master. You are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. Okay, so to put this in practical application for these days, like there are so many things that we as wives want for our families um, and in life, and those are good things. But we can't be like Jezebel, mm-hmm. who's going to just kind of power her way through there. We, we have to remember that, that God made our husbands first, made us to be helpers, and that it is our job to, lead, to, to follow our husband's desires, whether we think they're right or not. That's not our job. Like God says, um, love your husband respect, and respect your husband. He says, husbands, love your wives. Wives, respect your husbands. We are to respect his position. And remember that Isaiah 54 says that um, that our maker is our husband. 
And he's going to take care of us if we keep our eyes on him and honor and respect our husband and help them. And whatever else needs to happen will happen, but we love our husbands. We pray for our husbands. We don't try to meddle and make things happen. That's Jezebel. And, and I think that our world has gotten way flipped upside down with the enemy has tried to open up so many opportunities for women, which are good. And if you find yourself in a situation where you need to support yourself, you can. But it doesn't mean that we are to use all these things to be our best us and have me time and all these kind of things. I mean, I'm not saying you can't ever do anything. I'm just saying, again... Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Love your husband as yourself because you're supposed to be one with him. And don't give way to fear like Sarah did. And I know I just went way off on the Abraham and Sarah thing. But it's a gift. I think with Girl Talk, we're all girls. Mm-hmm. That's important for us to understand. Yeah. Don't give way to fear like Sarah did. Um. It's kind of confusing because this says, like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him her master, you are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. He asked her to do something weird, but then God redeemed it. Mm -hmm. So she just obeyed, even though what he asked her to do was weird Mm -hmm. when when he said, hey, just pretend you're my sister. Mm -hmm. She was like, okay. (laughs) And so, but God redeemed it. So a few like Bible verses that just kind of from the New Testament of like just kind of what wraps up these Old Testament relationships and kind of where we're called to be. Um, the first one is Romans twelve five, and it says, So in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. So this is like Romans 12 when it's talking about a lot of things like how we're in the body of Christ. But I just think it's cool like how... It says like we belong to all of us. Like we're all we're all accountable to each other. We're all responsible for each other. Like we mm-hmm. all like we live like not on not only under authority to each other, but we live like we I don't know. It's just like we're responsible <laughs> for each other, and that's really mm-hmm. cool just to think in relationship like in all of our relationships. Like mm-hmm. we carry um, like in Galatians six two it says carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Like he really did. Like we were put on this earth like to be in relationship with each other and be responsible for each other. And um, and then James 5, 16 says, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And so it's really cool. Like not only are we like called to belong to each other and be responsible for each other, but we're also like called to pray for each other, mm-hmm. encourage each other, like keep each other accountable, hold each other mm-hmm. up. Like we're holding each other's arms <laughs> up like Moses. Mm-hmm. Um and then the accountability part, like First John 1, 7 says, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. In the blood of Jesus, his son purifies us from all sins. And so that's just like vulnerability, like transparency, like all the things that we talked about. And really Peter, Paul, Paul did a really good job <laughs> of this, but he was always super like, Hey, like I'm, I'm messing up just as much as you are. Like I do what I don't want to do. And this is why I do what I do now because... I know, like, my flesh is weak and my spirit, like, I mean, he's always just, mm-hmm. like, I know. He's relating. Like, yeah, he's, like, mm-hmm. I, and he, one of my favorite things about Paul is, like, when he was, like, I'm making myself what you are so that I, so that you, like, he always made himself not only transparent but, like, relatable. Mm-hmm. And he always, like, made sure that wherever he was, like, the people around him knew that, like, 
this is what you're, this is me like this is what you're getting mm-hmm. and like we can all be like Christ together mm-hmm. and um one thing Paul said which I don't I don't have the numbers to this but it says when Paul was always like saying like oh I want to be with you I can't wait to be with you I can't wait to like hang out with you so I really relate uh-huh. to him because that's say, pretty much and I see you face to face I remember it's pretty we saw much that like, in 2020 oh yeah that's just so I'm glad we're talking now but I can't wait to see you face to face yeah and mm-hmm. I relate to him a lot because I saw you know I'm like I don't know I just can't ever have enough time so it was like I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong that is that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith and I think that's mm-hmm. like such a good like just like I don't know just it's like, a good challenge. Like yeah. we have to be. You're not going to be encouraged just by someone's Instagram page because yeah. when if you spend all your time building something on building relationships on Instagram, like who's going to be in your space when you really need real encouragement? Like yeah. I remember in one of the darkest nights of my life, I had to text somebody, and they came over. They literally came over and stood over me and prayed over me. Because there was so much junk going mm-hmm. on up here in my head. Just so, just the biggest attack of the enemy that I could not break free from by myself. I had to text somebody and they came over. So make sure that you're spending more time on your relationships with people that you can actually see face to face than just people on a phone. Mm-hmm. Because those, whoever you follow, whoever even, you know, whoever you follow out of town, big name, just normal name, whatever, are they still a phone call away? Are they a drive away? Are they are they ten minutes away or twenty minutes? Just whatever it is. Will they can can they get to you and can you get to them? So make sure that you've got people around you and not just people right here. Mm-hmm. So so that's what that's what this is. So thank you for joining us today. We hope um we hope you've gotten a lot out of this. Mm-hmm. If you have questions and want to dig in more um, into the relationships that we've just kind of hit on a little bit, um, let us know or, you know, lots of resources out there to find more on it. And of course, in your Bible. And we hope that you have your own Bible and that it's not just the on-the-go Bible app, which is great to have in a, in a minute, but you need, you need the real thing to um, kind of journal your journey with God. Like I have things in here back for, I got this Bible in 1999 and I have loved loved it. So get your own and start yours today if you haven't already. And then join us next time. We've got all the verses in the notes um, on the app. Mm -hmm. Anything else? That's it. Okay, thank you. Have a great day, bye.